0: Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In the HSP neighborhood, we encourage the spiritual practice of looking and listening for the sacred in everyday life. This is what we call Holy Shenanigans. As Eastertide continues here at HSP, we continue to be on the lookout for signs of new life and resurrection. In this week's gospel text from John 14, I hear this greeting and welcome in a farewell dialogue of Christ that begins, do not let your hearts be troubled. But how, you might ask, can a farewell message be a sign of new life? Isn't this about an ending or a parting of ways? Christ says many important things in this dialogue. But as I read this message of encouragement, what stands out to me is the phrase, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. Welcome comes as Christ lifts up the way that he is and always will be connected to his people. That even if they are physically in different places, that somehow, mysteriously, cosmically, they are together, and even as they are together, Christ is always about the efforts of making a preparation for their reunion. This text is a farewell and a hello and preparation and goodbye and once more a welcome. This effort of God in Christ by the Holy Spirit is about the work of preparing a home and remaining spiritually connected to his beloveds. This text reminds me of the way in which we tried to live life during the global pandemic. By way of letters, video chats, and Zooms, we hoped in our hearts for reunion with loved ones, and we made space or regular preparations for connection. From 2020 to 2022, I was living in an in-between time and space that I'm sure many people can relate to. In fact, the whole world can probably understand it. We as a global community were living or trying to live in and through a global pandemic. In and through that season, The isms of our world were revealed in a way that we could not unsee them. The murder of George Floyd was a match strike of violence that broadcast the sin of systemic racism in a way that cannot be denied in the United States. The daily reports of deaths and raging cases of COVID-19 and all the repercussions of a global pandemic Left us searching for an anchor of stability, a sense of home to regain hold onto or to build spaces for human connection of belonging, all while trying to spare contact with a virus that raged. This was and somewhat still is a space of tension and conflict that we all remember in our minds, bodies, and spirits. To this day, it's still hard to understand how much this pandemic impacted the human community. But in that time, the questions we would ask would go something like this. Will we ever be able to return to some state of normalcy? If and when that normalcy arrives, will we remember how important it was and is to love one another? What were we going to do with the reality of the loss and grief of this season that we know as 2020, 2021, and 2022, a time that lasted longer and cut deeper than anyone could have imagined? In January of 2020, I had said yes to one of the biggest vocational moves of my life, I stepped out in faith in answering this call to move 250 miles away from the community that I had called home. Between the yes of that January and the start of a new position in February, I packed a few bags of belongings, only having a few weeks to get ready for this big, big move. Much bigger than I realized at that time. So with my few bags, I started my new call and began to look for a little place for me to set up a home away from home. Two weeks later, I moved into a 650 square foot garden or basement apartment. As I searched, I'd come up with a few different options on where I could live, but in my gut, I chose the place that was close to water. Walking trails and green space, because somehow I felt more at home there than anywhere else. I rented a truck and drove 250 miles in sleet and rain. My family and I unpacked with the help of some church members. The same weekend, I was installed as the pastor of the new congregation. And at the end of that Sunday worship, I was prayed into place and enjoyed fellowship with over 200 new people. At the end of that worship service, I hugged and I kissed my family goodbye as they began the four-hour drive back home. In that moment of farewell, we thought we would see each other in just a few days. We thought in time that new jobs and places to live for everyone Would just fall into place. But that was not the way things turned out to be. One week later, the world shut down in the face of COVID 19. I saw my congregation face to face for just three worship services. And then, in what we thought was a New York pause, I was firmly settled into that 600 square foot garden apartment. Not knowing anyone in the building or the community or the church. I was thankful for a place to be, a place to be what seemed to be safe, a place to live. But how would it become home without the people that made a place home? How do you make a home in the midst of isolation? Can you be home? In an in between like this? I asked all of these questions and many more in learning how to be a pastor, or at least trying to be a pastor in a pandemic. To say that there was a simple answer to this question would be underestimating a heck of a lot. But even in this strange and terrible time, there were opportunities to learn new ways of being. At home. One of the ways that I learned more about being at home, even in that space, came through an emerging leadership program through Syracuse University. The program's goal was to embolden and empower faith and spiritual community leaders to live into their gifts, to build community, and to innovate with creativity to bring themselves and their communities Into wholeness and health. In one of many, many Zooms in this class, the first question I heard was What do you do well? In the midst of a pandemic, I looked at the way I had been using technology to produce with my team five online engagements a week with space for prayer, book groups with discussion, art experiences, music and weekly Sunday worship. In the first few months of 2020, this is what I learned that I did well. 1. I have the ability to connect with people. 2. I do not give up easily. I am resilient. 3. I think outside the box. I am creative. In a strange and unexpected way, this leadership program encouraged me to lean into my strengths, to name them, and to be curious how I might grow more as a leader and as a person if I dug deeper into practicing these strengths. Today, as I think about these three skills that I learned about in this leadership program, I know that they were instrumental in helping me to curate a sense of home away from home. And while they helped me in my vocation, they also helped me to stay connected to family and friends that I missed dearly. To borrow from the words of Christ, I was, in the practice of these gifts, preparing a place of home for me as well as for my church My leadership cohort, and for my friends and family who were very far away. With the affirmation and the help of those in the fellowship, I learned that these three gifts or skills became a place of empowerment, something I could lean into. By way of learning these strengths, I creatively and tenaciously leaned in to many a challenging circumstance and most of the time, could discover some sense of home or belonging along the way. So while this season of life is different than it was in 2020, today I offer you the same questions that helped me develop a sense of belonging, of preparing a place to help you hear and be empowered in what your strengths or gifts are too. How do you lean into your strengths, better develop them, and use them as a source of support and motivation to be yourself and to make home within yourself? How might you prepare a place of home for you? The answer to these questions can be clues to what gives you a sense of a life fulfilled, and in the contemplative Christian tradition, become a rule of life. The term rule of life might not be familiar to you, but it's another way I've come to understand as a guide, a goal, or an intention of what is important and essential for you to live a whole life. A rule of life is not a hard and fast rule to drive us into a space of seeking perfection. A rule of life helps us to live in ways that give life to the full. Rules of life match our ethics and best aspirations. They help us truly and fully show up in this wild and unpredictable world. A way for me to wrap my heart and mind around writing A Rule of Life was to look to the strengths I had leaned on in the pandemic. Connection with people is important. I am resilient. I am creative. In thinking about these three things, I created an acronym to make it easier for me to remember and to go back to, especially in times of anxiety or stress. My rule of life and the subsequent poem are tools I use to help me remember strengths as well as how they serve as a lifeline to a sense of belonging and home, wherever I might be. My rule of life as of April 2021 is written as this. L-I-V-E L. Love of God, Others, and Self I, Intention to take actions of justice, mercy, and humility. The verb dares to imagine and create beauty. E ease accepts and curates space of grace. Live is a rule of life that I continue to aspire to be faithful in. But this rule of life is not something I can live isolated from others. My rule of life is a tool that helps me to prepare a place of belonging for me and others. In Joan Tittister's book, The Breath of the Soul, she writes about the importance of being connected to community, to understand the partnership that we have with God and others especially in the context of prayer. As people grow into a sense of spiritual maturity, we can gain more ability to prepare places for others as well as for ourselves. She writes, The person who learns to pray or live within the universal heart of God has no patience for injustice anywhere. They see with the prophet's eye. They break down national boundaries they transcend gender roles. They have no sense of wealth or poor. They see humanity in all of its glory, all of its pain. The person of prayer is not a person of private agendas. The more we become like God, the greater hearted we become as well. We have no sense anymore of we and they or them and us or me and mine. Now our hearts are open to take in the heart of the world. Or in light of the focus on home and belonging, to join in everyday preparations of place for the whole beloved community. In order to maintain a sense of belonging as well as connection with the outer world, I need to live into my role of life and live. In spaces of discomfort, I can ask, how can I use this rule to help solve the challenge? If I don't address the discomfort or pain, what happens? What action is more likely to build trust, connection? and a healthy relationship going forward. When I was a kid, I used to play the board game of life or read choose-your-own-adventure books for fun. I would play these games to learn about all the possible varieties of the game and the book and how best to win. But instead of seeking a win, what if I and we can seek... Preparing a place, a place for all people to be themselves, to be loved, to be connected, to be about preparing a place for all. In the season of 2020 to this day, I continue to learn that there are limits to time, energy, and resources. I'm learning that it's necessary to choose to choose an area of focus for effective and sustainable leadership or life. Stacey Abrams, in her book, Lead from Outside, has something to say about making that choice and learning what your why is. She writes about the many challenges for justice, centuries of patriarchy, racism, classism, and bigotry she emphasizes that no one has time to dismantle all these systems and isms but instead she says we have to hack it figure out its flaws identify backdoors and overwhelm unjust and harmful systems abram suggests three questions in helping to focus attention to make use of time, energy, and resources for the best possible result, or hack. To clarify the area of hack, you must do the following by asking, What do I want? Why do I want it? How can I get there? Isn't it interesting how her questions echo the questions from the Leadership Fellowship from 2020? Abrams' questions and the questions from that fellowship were ones that helped identify strengths. They helped me hack the system. And I think these questions might be able to help you hack systems of injustice too. So what would you like to write as your rule of life? My rule of life? I want to live with love, intention, verve, and ease fully as a creative, leaning into my strengths with authenticity and care. If I learn to better live and prepare places of belonging for others, I can embrace, support, and care who God has made me to be. I can be encouraged to live authentically, to L-I-V-E. I can use my skills of building authentic connections with people. I can be resilient in times of change and use creativity to care for the world, to seek justice and care for others and myself. How about you? What might be possible if you ask and live and answer these three little questions that lead to a greater sense of belonging, connection, and harm? How can you prepare a place for you? Ask yourself these questions. What do I want? Why do I want it? How can I get there? What might be possible if we, you and I, live with love, intention, verve, and ease to prepare a place of home that travels with us? wherever we go. All of these questions bring me to the poem called Live, Welcome. Live with mercy, live with grace. Live stretches hope and dares to create. Live isn't heavy, live does not hate. Live walks in joy all over the place. Live cares for others without Disowning self live practices resurrection, connection, and renewal with God's help. Live is playful, live is strong, live is my intention, my hope, and my song. love intention, verve ease, lifts burdens, and sets me free. love intention, verve ease. Lifts burdens and sets you free. I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing and HSP listeners for supporting our work with this podcast by way of www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tarang L. Eastman. May this week be a space of seeking, cultivating, and asking questions. Questions that help to prepare a place for all God's children to live with love, intention, verve, Annies.